Hello, and welcome to The Top 3, a podcast where we discuss the definitive rankings of everything. I'm your host, Kieran Davey. Today, I'm joined by Vib to discuss the top three makeup essentials. This is admittedly a topic that I have limited experience in, but thankfully Vib is super knowledgeable. It's sure to be a fun conversation. Let's dive in. Hi, Vib. Welcome to the top three. Happy to have you on. Hi, Kieran. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. You and I have been talking about an episode topic for a while because I wanted to have you on the podcast, and I was admittedly a little hesitant about makeup essentials because it is admittedly not something that I have a lot of experience in, but you are very well versed. (laughs) I'm definitely a fan, you know, and I like subscribe to a lot of information about it, but I was definitely certainly surprised when you were down for this topic. I was expecting like a hard no, but no, no, I'm glad you were up. (laughs) I'm I'm open to it. And I mean, like we got to diversify the content. I definitely veer towards my interests of like music and movies. And so it's always nice when guests can bring on new things that outside of my specific areas of interest to push the pod in new directions push the pod in new directions i like that yeah and this area we haven't done much in like the fashion beauty world and so this is like a new area for us you mentioned that you were a big fan and you wear some makeup yourself i'd be curious to know like what has been your like makeup journey if that makes sense as a question. <laughs> it definitely does. This is like every magazine, every fashion magazine you open up, somebody's talking about their makeup journey at any given time. That's what this is. It's like, you know, GQ Vib breaks down her makeup journey. Exactly. Super happy to do that for top three. But I think the first makeup prize I got was when I was probably five years old. That was like gifted to me. At, prior to this, I'd stolen my mom's and aunt's makeups multiple times and I decorated an entire white wall with lipstick, but that's another conversation. <laughs> I got mascara and painted it on right away. And five seconds later, I started ripping my lashes out because at the oh time, gosh. I don't know if you know this, but like people are like, oh, if you blow away a lash, at least in India, the like trend is if you blow away a lash with your eyes closed, you can like make a wish and it comes true. So I was like, oh, the mascara makes my eyes sticky so I can just like pluck them out easier. Oh my so gosh. Can... <laughs> so that's my first like experience with makeup. Were all of your wishes granted? <laughs> uh, it, they're in the works, so I guess it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like long-term wishing. Long-term wishing, yeah. Five-year-old Viv really knew what she was doing. But I think when I was 11 years old, that's when I got injured really badly in the summer. So I wasn't able to do any like after-school activities or anything fun. And I had just gotten a new iPhone, like bought it with my own money. I was like spending all my time on it. So I was on YouTube and I fell into the black hole that is YouTube Makeup Girls. And I watched it all. I binged all the brands. I only bought drugstore makeup because that's what I was only allowed to buy. But I was watching so many tutorials. That's like really where my passion for makeup and fashion began. And so then from there, watching tutorials that both informed and inspired you to dive further into your own personal exploration with makeup? Yeah. Over the years, I've been experimenting with a lot of makeup. I had the thick eyeliner phase, the like bright eyeshadows phase. Right now, my face and like pretty much all of TikTok and like the internet's face is the clean girl look, which is like the slicked back bun, the clean brows, the bright blush, and like very minimal mascara and eyeliner. So that's where I'm at right now. I like had a phase where I tried out like the full beats you know like doing all the layers of makeup but the last time I did that was I think literally for the SLC like in 2021 January so yeah I I don't do full face makeup like often at all but I do love playing around with like bits and pieces 
Yeah, I wonder if that's maybe an influence of like the pandemic and the fact that we didn't have to go outside for a long time. I feel like full face makeup really decreased in usage. Maybe, but like all my friends and I, we did our best makeup looks like while we were in our dorm rooms with nothing better to do than like, you know, clean out your entire makeup drawer. And then, of course, as you're cleaning it out, you're going to like try on different looks every day, right? So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay, okay, cool. Well, thank you for walking me through kind of your experience and your your journey with uh, the subject. My experience with makeup is uh, limited... I've been an observer in the makeup world, I guess. I have not worn makeup. I think actually, man, I'm going to so quickly, so early in this episode, I've been revealed as a fool. What is the thing where you like, I think it's concealer. We just dab on like something. Yeah, concealer. It matches your skin tone. spot coverage, yeah. Yes. Okay. I've used that before. Um, My sister is always looking out for me. And I think it was for like graduation. She was like, hey, Kieran, let me fix this. And I was like, no, I don't want any makeup. And she was like, no, like this is a good thing. And I was like, okay, cool. And it was valuable. So I've used that before. Other than that, prior to prepping for this episode, deeply uninformed. As we can see by me struggling to think of the word for concealer, (laughs) currently uninformed, but still ready to pod. Great. I'm excited for the rest of this conversation then. Yeah, my makeup journey begins today. Today. (laughs) Great. So one question to open up our conversation. We had talked a little bit before about makeup versus skincare. Great question. So... I like to think of the difference between makeup and skincare as skincare you can like wear and go to sleep in. Like for example, even if it's daytime skincare, if I put it on and go to sleep, it's good for my skin. It's not damaging. It's not blocking my pores. Makeup, like even the best, most highest quality one is designed to sit on your skin. That it's it's literal purpose. So it's not good for your like pores or to like sink in. And so today we're going to be talking about products that are exclusively designed to sit on your face and enhance the look like in typical beauty standards um not skincare type makeup like not healthy lip balms that are like colorful that you could wear and go to sleep um this is exclusively makeup that you should be taking off at the end of the night okay so we're only talking about the stuff that's bad for you (laughs) no like (laughs) there's a spectrum you know there's like the cheap cheap drugstore makeup or like the dollar store makeup which is really designed with majority talk powder which is super bad for your skin. It's like going to break out majority of people. But then there's also high quality makeup these days, which is enriched with things like hyaluronic acid or niacinamide. So it's like better for your skin. Sometimes it's hydrating it. A lot of foundations these days come with SPF. So it's like protecting your skin. Uh, But it's still like, there's still enough pigment in there and enough chemicals that you're not supposed to keep it on overnight. So it might be beneficial like in the short term or in the daytime period. But, you know, when you're going to sleep or on like a long-term basis, you're not wearing it. Wow, I'm sure this is like common knowledge to everybody who just like wears makeup. I am learning so much every <laughs> sentence you say. Great. I'm, I'm glad that this is, you know, educational for you. Yeah, I mean, typically I try to sound like I know what I'm talking about a little bit, but I think it's going to become very obvious that I am uninformed. I'm just going to be like talking so much information at you for the rest of this. That's great. The benefit of me knowing literally nothing is that you are will sound very smart in comparison. <laughs> Well, glad that we've delineated between makeup versus skincare, and we're focusing on the makeup component. Varying degrees of unhealthiness for your skin, apparently. Maybe we'll do a skincare episode in the future to, you know, recover from the damaging effects of makeup. <laughs> Speaking about the damaging effects of makeup, I'm curious to know what you think of the role that makeup plays in our culture. Speaking of, like, kind of North American, Western culture specifically. I think there's been a bit of a wave actually and like you previously said the pandemic probably has a role to play in that but like in 
the 2010 to like the 2017 era, makeup was very much on an incline where it was like, you know, more foundation, like bigger brows. It was very intense. The finished look was super kind of like doctored and um, very artificial, like noticeably artificial. Whereas in recent like four or five years, and especially during the past two years of the pandemic, it's become more so like enhanced features but like your natural skin or your natural features, which I think has been an interesting transition because a lot of the social commentary around like beauty standards or look has also been like, you know, embracing more diversity and like celebrating imperfections, recognizing that everybody has them. A lot of magazines and brands when they're advertising have stopped filtering out skin. So like, you know, pores are now visible, people's acne is now visible, which was like not a thing five or six years ago. Um, That would have been like a faux pas to include that in your advertisements in like Vogue or something. But now you see magazines like Allure celebrating brands, which are in their adverts, not including full faces of makeup. So it's very much like using small bits and products to celebrate like the skin's peak beauty, but not cover it up with artificial products. Man, that was so well-worded. Celebrating the skin's peak beauty, but not covering it up. Excellent. (laughs) I was curious because I feel like, as you mentioned, in fashion and beauty standards currently, we've seen a bit of a shift away from more like toxic beauty standards and more towards inclusive, like body positivity, embracing diversity, and just being more comfortable with how people look like real people just look naturally. And I wonder what the long, like if that trend keeps continuing what the long-term impact will be for the makeup industry if it keeps moving towards more and more natural looks being embraced by like mainstream fashion. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, even if you go like stroll around a drugstore makeup aisle right now or Sephora, you will notice a lot more products that are like designed to be good and like healing for you while enhancing looks. So brands have recognized that consumers are not currently here for covering up or for hiding flaws, but rather they wanna either like celebrate them and let them just breathe or they want to like improve their condition in the long term. I think it's it's like on par or parallel to the fact that people are really spending majority of their money on skincare, on like good skincare for long-term benefits. So now that makeup brands are aware of that, they're like, okay, let's put a lot of good ingredients into our makeup products so that like people want to buy them. So they're making them clean. They're like lowering the carbon footprint of producing those products. They're lowering the artificial silicones that are in them. They're adding like SPF. They're adding good ingredients for your base face. You know, they're like businesses who are designed to cater to their profit. And they're very aware of the fact the market's not here for coverage right now. It's more so here for healing and caring. So that's what they're putting into their products. But I do think the narrative will like keep shifting with trends. Um, I Coachella just happened and a lot of the looks were like very clean and like, you know, bright eyeliner, but then clear face. But then a lot of other ones were like the classic 2017 makeup, like a lot of coverage. And I think if the, if like some influencer or some like supermodel would, were to pick up on that again and take that to a fashion week, you could very well fall into like, you know, the same loop of like, okay, high coverage makeup is in again. I'm, I'm always for like people being comfortable with their natural looks at the same time, encouraging, you know, if people want to explore and have fun. And I, I recognize that for a lot of people, makeup is like a really fun hobby. It's tricky evaluating both the mm, positive and negative normative kind of values of, of makeup. Yeah, this is particularly important to flag for our conversation too, but it should really come down to what you feel confident and comfortable in. A lot of, you know, when celebrities, like female celebrities, when they upload pictures from like a campaign they've done, you'll have a lot of haters commenting like, oh, you look so much better without makeup or things like that. 
it's like, why do you care? They they feel confident, like they're living a good life. Even like when people are posting on TikTok or other social media formats where they're catering towards a public audience, there's a lot of commentary or a lot of opinions. Like, I think you should have more makeup on. I think you should do this. But at the end of the day, like makeup and fashion is ultimately designed to make you feel confident and comfortable. And as long as you're doing that without being like offensive to anybody else, there's literally no reason why you have to follow like what's in trend or in fashion at that time. True. That's a great point. I think that often in like male dominated spheres, it's seen to be a positive thing to tell a girl like, oh, you look better like without makeup or I like you without makeup because it's seen to be like, oh, you're complimenting her like natural look. It's trying to be complimentary. But you're saying that actually maybe is not so much because it's up to the person who's wearing the makeup to like wear it however they want to wear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. It's not a compliment at all. It's the same thing when like... (laughs) In a lot of hetero like dating or relationships, people would be like, oh, you're not like other girls. Like other girls are cool. I want to be like my friends <laughs> have great style. They're smart. They're funny. Why wouldn't I want to be like other girls? Like that's not a compliment. Yeah. It's the same thing with makeup. You know, like if I'm doing it's literal art, right? I'm investing like my time, money, energy, effort, um, skill into creating art on my face. And then you're telling me you don't like it. Yeah. That's just rude. <laughs> That's not nice at all. Yeah, no, thank you for telling me that you dislike this thing that I've spent time and money to do. And that like, I I like, yeah, that's, that's a yeah. great point. At the same time, recognizing that for a lot of people, skin can be, especially natural skin, can be a source of insecurity. And so there can be toxic elements like there is to any kind of fashion or beauty industry. But we are here to celebrate the art of of makeup and uh talk about our top three makeup essentials also we're just talking about specific types of product we're not talking about specific brands or anything (laughs) no i don't think i don't think you're ready for that conversation no also no free ads on the top three pod if they (laughs) want to be name checked they can uh sponsor us gotcha okay cool just general areas because yeah as you said Kind but condescending. I'm not ready for that conversation. You just asked me like five minutes ago, is that product called concealer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've, uh, I'm sitting here with self-awareness and humility, ready to learn and explore. So when talking about like basic areas of makeup, so the main areas for makeup, I guess there's like face makeup, eye makeup, lips, it's like other tools, I guess. I don't know if brushes are, are included as essentials. No, we're not counting brushes because you can use brushes with air and they don't have to apply product. If I use a brush, like you should technically wash your face after that, but it's not the biggest crime if you don't. And also um, in that case, I would have to count like an eyelash curler in this category. And I, I can't do that because then that would knock out like my top three products. So not counting tools. Okay, okay. Not no tools. So like a, like tweezers aren't like a essential. Or at least not in this conversation. No, not in this conversation. Yeah. Okay, cool. So no, nothing you can like hold in your hand to do something with. <laughs> like some blush things come in like a stick that you apply like that. Oh, so I think that's too vague, but just like no tools. No tools. However you were defining that. People know. You know if it's a tool or yeah. not. So are those three areas, face, eyes, lips, is there anything that I'm missing? Fourth area that I'm just not aware of? <laughs> I think it's easier, easiest if you think about it like primer, base, contour, eyes, brows, cheeks, lips. 
whoa, okay, this clear difference in like the <laughs> levels we're working at with me like face, eyes, lips, and then you're like contour. We can do face, eyes, lips. No, 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 no. I, you are more informed. We'll get on your level, and I'll just have to scale up. Okay. So walk me through what you just said. You said contour. Primer. Primer. Yeah. <laughs> Side note: What is your obsession with contour? <laughs> like as the only product. Oh. You- <laughs> Uh, I think contour is one of those words that stands out to me because I have no real concept for what it means. I think it's defining like lines in your cheekbones. Over your, all over your face. Yeah. All over your face. Great. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the word that I latched onto because I just, we're learning a lot today. Okay. So primer was one of the things that you said and primer is what? (laughs) (laughs) Primer is a product that as the name suggests... (laughs) Prime <laughs> for the next level of makeup. So there's like different primers actually too. There's like full face primer, which you would traditionally apply like before your foundation or concealer. There's eyeshadow primer, so you apply it on your lids. Mascara primer, so it's designed to like make your lashes look longer and thicker before you apply your mascara, which is also designed to do that. So like double power. Like lip primer too. Some people use that, but it's not as popular as the other three. Yeah, but like I think the one universal primer is like face primer so you can use that all over your face you can use that under your eyes you could substitute that like on your eyelids but it's not always designed to keep the eyeshadow in place depends interesting okay great now we all know what primer is i feel bad kind of for our listeners because i feel like anyone who listens to the episode and clicks like oh top three makeup essentials probably has like some understanding of makeup and they have to hear you explain to me like extremely basic concepts you know those YouTube videos where it's like an expert breaks down a concept at like a six-year-old, a teenager, a young adult, a professional. And this is kind of like that type of episode where we uh, start at the basics and then we scale up. So it's inclusive to everybody, including myself. It's great. <laughs> no, no. I, I literally took notes on like the base layers and how to define them because I knew this would be a conversation. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, you were going in fully aware of what was going on. Okay, cool. So primer, we got that one. And then comes face makeup. Yeah, we can call out the base. Base. Thank you. Lips and eyes were still there in your categories? So I had contour. Mm -hmm. I had eyes and like slash brows. Cheeks and then lips. Cheeks different than face. Yeah. And different than contour? What's the difference (laughs) between cheeks and contour? Because like contour, you do it usually like temples, cheekbones jaw some people do like chin some people do decolletage there is a range but like cheeks is just like cheekbones like blush blush highlight bronzer which is different from contour all right (laughs) so then we have established our main areas so out of all these areas obviously if we're doing makeup essentials we can't cover all of these areas when it comes to like which ones we want to focus on is that just like up to personal preference Mm. what like make something top three worthy i think one is like pigment you can like define that in different ways depending on the purpose of the product like does it leave a color or does it leave coverage is it good at its job so like pigment would be one of them yeah is as good as job is important we're probably going to do more like base like universal stuff i know foundation's like a specific type of makeup but i feel like that we have to have like foundational makeup essentials if that makes sense yeah, yeah. if you're only going to have three pieces of makeup what are the three that you have yeah. Do you have, out of curiosity, a rough yeah. list of like... 100%. Because that's... I only use three products on a daily basis. Oh. Like, would those resonate with other people, do you think? Yeah. 
Yeah. So you already have the information. Why are we wasting time <laughs> discussing this? <laughs> because I really wanted to know what you have to say. That's literally why this topic is so entertaining. You want to know what my three makeup essentials are? I want to know like your perspective on all of this. It's just so entertaining. So if I had to guess three essentials based on my understanding of makeup, I think that probably uh, concealer, seeing that's the only one that I've used in the past, I feel like that's like a good first step. Do you want me to tell you like what I think on your three? Yeah, am I totally wrong? No, no. I Concealer is definitely a top three. I got one. Yeah. Makeup master. And you said that like it might be foundation, but I think more people would actually lean towards picking concealer over foundation. Most brands design concealer to be medium to heavy coverage in one swipe, whereas foundation is designed to be layerable because a lot of people layer different types of foundation for like a glow mattifying and coverage effect all at once. So one layer is actually designed to be pretty like light to medium coverage. So if you're trying to cover up imperfections, like you said, or like even at the skin tone, concealer might be your faster bet. The cool thing is you can use it under, under the eyes. Even if you don't use any other product, it'll still do its job, like covering up dark circles or puffiness. But like foundation, if you apply it at one spot, you kind of have to like sign on to the whole deal and do your entire face at that point. Okay, yeah. So foundation, if the, like it takes more time and you have to kind of go all in. Whereas concealer, as I know from my graduation when my sister helped me out, can be used like very quickly, very on the fly. And in like one localized area, you can just like swipe and move on. Exactly. Okay, great. So that is one of the essentials. So that's like a face thing. I also think you need some kind of eyeliner. I think eyeliner before eyeshadow. Because eyeshadow feels more decorative, but I feel like eyeliner just to, you know, make the eyelashes more black or whatever, the eyelids. I think eyeliner would be important. This might be, lipstick I might be too accessorizing, you know? Like, I don't know if lipstick is essential. That, that one I think is probably the one that's not going to make it. Okay, can you, are you talking about liquid eyeliner, gel eyeliner, pencil eyeliner? Oh my lord. Um, let's go with pencil eyeliner. Which one is the most common of those three? Liquid. Okay, let's go with liquid eyeliner. <laughs> is that the better choice? Like, that's now, we've entered a niche with, like, eyeliner. There's a huge population of makeup users who subscribe to, like, daily eyeliner use. You know, you've got, like, your Taylor Swifty girls who, like, wear that winged eyeliner every single day. And they probably do a red lip, too. So in that case, like, all three of your things would, like, match up with them. I got it. I'm appealing to the Swifties. But then, <laughs> even though I'm a huge Swifty... <laughs> Even though you're a huge Swifty, that's not like my daily makeup look at all. Yeah, you don't really go for the red lips per se. No. A lot of people, they would choose mascara right now because of what I told you, the the trend, the clean girl trend. So like mascara is in and some mascara products can like double for your brows. So, you know, if you're repeating a top three, a lot of makeup users do their brows as well. So they would probably lean towards something that offers a little more versatility. You could also argue like a black eyeshadow would be cool because you can smudge that and wear that as eyeliner, which is like what I actually have on right now. I'm not wearing eyeliner. I'm wearing eyeshadow as eyeliner. Oh man. So when I said that I think eyeliner is more important than eyeshadow because it's more like versatile and eyeshadow is more decorative, you actually may be in the case where that's not true. It's the opposite way where eyeshadow is more like all purpose, versatile, more uses. Yeah, it definitely has more uses. Like you can, you could technically do a full face with eyeshadow, which like YouTubers do all the time. Whoa. Okay. I did not know this. One strike for me, for sure. We got really confident with the concealer, but then wrong with the the eyeliner. Can you also explain to me a little bit more about what mascara is? Yes. Is that the stuff that you put on your eyelashes specifically? On your eyelashes, With like those little spiky brushes that look like uh, pine cones. 
<laughs> That's the first time I've heard somebody describe the brushes as pine cones. It's like a pine cone on a pole. I mean, no, but <laughs> but sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah. How would you describe, like, a mascara brush? It's just a wand with plastic tubes on it that help disperse the product evenly amongst your lashes. So that's like a dictionary definition. It doesn't really give me an image, like a wand with plastic tubes on it. But, like, pine cones? I'm, when you use the definition pine cone, I'm literally imagining a pine cone on the tip of, like, a tube, and it's just messing with my head right it's now. It's not working. No. Yeah. Well, it also, like, man, the only other thing I can think of is like like a toilet brush that's also an unpleasant image so all right we'll go with the the wand with plastic tubes i guess (laughs) maybe you could call it a 360 toothbrush it's like the same same, incredible thin cord yes not nearly as dense but yeah 360 toothbrush wow okay so the mascara is the thing that you apply with a 360 (laughs) toothbrush that is so good wow okay cool 360 toothbrush. I, that is so much more appealing than anything else we've come up with. Okay, and that and that is put on your lashes. But you're saying that's lesser to eyeshadow. No. Oh. <laughs> is the, I do I reveal my top three? Like that, that that's concealer is definitely one of my top three. Yes. I don't have the patience for foundation. There's just so much involved and like color matching all over your face, and then it takes so much to build up. Like foundation is more expensive than concealer too, so. Like on a financial side, I would invest that money into skincare instead and then like get a healthy base. Skincare is super important and it's like therapy. Yeah. Self-care is the highest interest investment. Exactly. With long-term rewards. So concealer would be a top choice for sure. And like my biggest beauty concern is under eye circles. So concealer is super important. And then for me, actually, even though I said I use eyeshadow as like my eyeliner and stuff too, I would say mascara is more important. Oh, interesting. If you do like a glam eyeshadow look, you can't finish it off without mascara. Powder just like naturally coats your lashes as you're applying it. You end up getting like a dusty effect and your your natural lashes aren't standing out as much anymore. And so at that point, if you try to wrap up your makeup look, you're left looking like your eyes are actually like sunken and like not, you know, the enhanced effect that you're trying to create. It's mascara that'll do it for you. So even though you could like swipe you could you could technically cheat the system and like wet an eyeliner brush, put black eyeshadow on it, and then like run it across your lashes. But that's like trying to skate by with one product and not something I would be able to like invest time in on the long run. And if you're gonna skate by with one product, you might as well go with the one that does the job: concealer or <laughs> mascara. Yeah. Um. And you can take an eyeliner brush and you can dip it in the mascara and then apply eyeliner. So there you go. Okay. Because if you're gonna do eyeshadow you need mascara but you can do mascara without eyeshadow in my opinion yeah like that that's definitely just my opinion and some people might do like an eyeshadow look only i'm not talking about like you know champagne colored sparkles which you can totally just apply to your lids and get away with i'm talking about like if you do a dark turquoise eyeshadow look you need to like wrap that up otherwise your eyes are going to look incomplete and even if you do like a swipe of eyeliner, then your eyes look disproportionate because your lashes aren't standing out anymore. So you need that mascara. Wow. Okay, cool. I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah. Although like mascara is limiting in the colors that mm, it has. Like there's blue okay. mascara and green mascara. But yeah, if you were doing like that as one of your top three products, you're not getting the dimensionality that the eyeshadow world offers. Yeah. Probably the most amount of pigment out of all the makeup products out there. Yeah, fair enough. I guess right now our two choices, mascara and concealer, 
both definitely don't allow for like the wide range of options that like you know makeup allows but it will get by as a makeup essential which is what we're currently discussing and also fits in with the current trends of clean girl look you know mm-hmm. so then the last one i had mentioned was some sort of like lipstick as noted swifties may think this is a great essential but you disagree <laughs> Mm, yeah I disagree lipstick is a big commitment even though like a lot of brands are now making them hydrating they're not like long lasting you have to like reapply a lot of times the pigment wears off definitely like if you're going for the clean girl look and you want to just enhance your natural features most lipsticks aren't going to do that for you they're very noticeably like not your lip so like tinted lip balms are great if you're talking about like an ultimate lip product look, but I'm personally like a gloss girl. I love shiny lip glosses that are clear. Sorry, does shiny lip gloss that's clear, does that also provide you like the chapstick protection? Mm-mm, but chapstick is skincare. Right. I'm sorry for deviating into a realm we are not talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You're learning. Uh, but yeah, chapstick is skincare. Even if it's tinted chapstick, nine times out of ten, you can get away with wearing it overnight. It's not going to damage too much so lip gloss like lip gloss you can't wear overnight no i don't think you would it's like even the most high quality lip glosses get sticky at some point so if you do you're probably going to end up with like weird glue stains all over your bed wow okay yeah don't do that folks you heard it here yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so is tinted lip gloss then your third no no way we're just we're just getting started no way Not in any world and not in like any phase or trend. My top third product is blush. Oh. 100% blush. I should have just named the products like if I look at you, I'm like, what is Bib wearing right now? <laughs> what am I wearing? <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. And blush, I guess, this is the cheek area. Yes. Cheekbones, you can apply it to like the bridge of your nose if you want to look like you got a healthy sunburn. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's like literally how they describe it. We're all looking for that sunburn look. Yeah, it's like, you know, you just came off the ski slopes and you got like a little healthy bit of sun, but you were wearing sunscreens. That's okay. It's like a little red, but you'll be fine. Man, what a very specific beauty look. (laughs) But blush is great. It like, it makes you look alive. It makes you look alive. And that's the best way I can (laughs) describe it. I mean, who can argue with that logic? Who doesn't want to look alive? Like, let's talk about what it's mimicking, right? It's like mimicking blood rushing to your face. Yep, and yep. that's an indication that you're like alive, you're emoting, you're like responding to something. So it looks pretty. And then the cool thing about blush is it almost lets you get by with the fact that you haven't picked eyeshadow because there's so many options oh, in blush. Fair and enough. you can do, you can definitely do a full face of makeup with blush. So that's kind of like making up for the lack of pigmentation so far in our first options. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. So why would you choose blush over something like highlighter? Highlighter is to make the top points of your face stand out. Again, this becomes like a personal opinion thing, but just like my natural face shape, I'm lucky enough to have like relatively noticeable cheekbones without highlighter. I don't choose to like subscribe my money or efforts into that product, you know, like my makeup is like very much geared towards like putting in effort where it currently like naturally does not exist as much. And on an everyday basis, I don't like flush red all the time. (laughs) So I put on blush to compensate for that. Fair. So somebody who flushes red all the time, but does not have your level of pristine cheekbones, they maybe would choose something else. Yeah, probably. And then that becomes like a thing where like contour is actually really important to a lot of makeup users, because they're trying to sculpt out like, you know, 
a lot of users in their teen ages or when they're still losing that like bit of baby fat, they'll really lean towards contour because they're trying to carve out those bones in their face and make sure that like their jawline is popping, that their cheekbones look like nice and high and lifted and that their temples are like proportionate to the rest of their face. And so for them, I would argue that like contour would easily and very quickly become a top three product. For me, that's like too much of a science, too much of an effort to put in. And again, like just cheating the system, you know, like working with what I have and trying to put on what I don't. So do you think that blush is your most like controversial pick of the three? No, a clean girl look blush is very much in right now. Actually, um, I was reading somewhere that during the pandemic, since this look has come up, blush sales have gone up 32%. Wow. Okay. So then of the three that we, well, that you have chosen and that I have accepted (laughs) and learned from concealer, mascara, and blush. Mascara goes three, like easily third pick. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? If I'm waking up and it's like not my best looking face day, mascara is the last product I would reach for. It's just to make my eyelashes look darker. Okay. If I'm feeling tired and like groggy or like, let's say it's a finals day, right? I'm probably not even going to wear mascara because I'm going to be crying at some point about finals dress. (laughs) I'm just going to curl my lashes. That's a tool. That's not even in this conversation. But what I will go for is concealer to cover up any like dark circles from not sleeping at all okay so we're basing our rankings off of i guess the essential part of it like mascara is something that is like nice to have but not your immediate go-to like everyday usage whereas concealer is something that even me on my graduation day could use and i feel like that gives it the top spot is like even you out of these three products have used this a total novice who has now learned so much and i'm very knowledgeable <laughs> about all things makeup yeah okay so then our rankings i guess for our top three go mascara blush and then concealer at number one do you agree i don't want this to be another thing where you're like you're just accepting for the sake of your guests oh no 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 if you remember i gave my top three initially and concealer was also the one that i had mentioned as my first pick right but then i pushed out your other two you did push out my other two which is okay because they were you know chosen from a place of ignorance you validated my first choice and respectfully put me in my place for my mistakes. <laughs> okay, I know I feel really good about that. Well, then I guess if we have our top three set, then all that's left is uh, for a piece of life advice. Before we go to that, maybe I'll just ask, is there anything that you feel like you want to say about makeup essentials or what makeup that we haven't had a chance to cover? It's such a big world out there. Like, I am an appreciator of makeup. So I know there are so many people out there who are much more well-versed in this field than I am. Um, likewise. <laughs> I, I feel like at some point I was throwing shade on like full coverage looks. Not at all. Like as much as I love the clean girl, it's so pretty to see people who have done like full face looks. Um, it takes a lot of skill and like energy and effort to be able to do that and make it look good on camera and off camera. I feel like that's my piece of life advice, actually. Whether it be like fashion or skincare, be cognizant of the fact that like If it's looking good in your mirror or your camera, you also want to test it out in like a real life setting, like lighting changes, the like environment you're in can influence how the look is coming together. So make sure you test it out. And I feel like that will help boost your confidence when you're entering a room, like when when you're aware that you're already presenting yourself in the best possible light. If you have that confidence check, then you feel better and you're like automatically in a good headspace when you're entering that thing. Cool. I'm glad we stumbled into the life advice. Very practical, kind of tactile life advice that we can apply. And I also liked what you said about judging other people based on how much or how little makeup they're wearing. Recognizing that whatever they're wearing is something that they want to be wearing and that they put time and effort into doing and that's working for them. So we'll create a more accepting and celebrating world for all sorts of looks and whatever people want. That's what they do. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thanks, Vib. It was a pleasure uh, chatting with you and learning so much. I hope our <laughs> listeners also found it to be an educational conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. A big thank you to Vib for joining me today. And thank you so much for listening to the top three. We hope that you enjoyed our discussion of the top three makeup essentials. If you would like to suggest a topic to be discussed or you just want to say hi, please leave a comment or message us on Instagram at the top three pod. You can also email us at the top three pod at gmail.com. The music featured in this podcast is by Sebastian Ochoa Mendoza. If you want to support the podcast, please tell your friends about it. I hope that you have a lovely day.